Hey, it's Adrian. Just before we get you to this episode, do me a favor and head over to pageantlaunch.com. We are starting the world's first dedicated pageant review site to make the pageant industry safe, transparent, and fair. Three things that I know it is most of the time, <laughs> but it's not like that all of the time. So head over to pageantlaunch.com, enter your email address, it's completely free, and let's get you to this episode. For some reason, for some reason, the software normally when the intro jingle plays mutes people. It decided not to mute Danielle. So Danielle, everyone heard you say, are we live? It's like, yes, it wasn't Danielle. I don't know why it didn't mute her. It should mute her most of the time. But Oh, God. I I will say it is nice to be on with a special guest who sort of is as low maintenance as we are. Um, Our special guest, Meg Kenny, Miss Grant, New Zealand. I can't do a New Zealand accent. I'm not going to try. 2017. Meg, hello. Where are you? How are you? Hello. Um, I am in a random cabin at a lake in Missouri, America at the moment. That's where I am. Yeah, it's not Missouri, New Zealand, Missouri in the United Missouri States. Missouri in America, yeah. I've just, this is my 13th state now. I've been doing a bit of a uh, avoiding people road trip in America. Yeah. Avoiding people because of their politics, avoiding people because of their stupidity, or avoiding people because of corona? <laughs> um, because of corona. So um, I have to get my COVID test quite a lot. So for people who didn't watch my interview last time, I'm in America because I'm an egg donor. So um, I actually start my injections on Friday, but um, I had to come here for like about seven weeks because I, when I first arrived, I had to have like genetic tests and stuff. So I had a bunch of time to kill in America and I hired a massive ute and I've just been road tripping around like all of the national parks in like Utah and like Yellowstone and Rocky Mountain and uh, Yosemite and stuff like that. So yeah. So amazing. So not jealous that you're getting to travel at the moment. Who wants to travel? Not me. I'm I'm literally having the best 2020 and I feel like (laughs) everyone else is having such a bad year and I've gone to like 30 countries and I'm like... Not not in 2020, just in 2020. Surely not in 2020. Almost. I've done 32 countries in the last year, like as of today. Okay, in the last year, yeah. Some of that was... it's I did. November. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I did a motorbike tour around Europe over summer. So I cleaned ah. up most of the Europe countries this year in 2020. Um, and then I did Turkey and then America as part of this trip. So, Have you done mm. Ireland yet? No, I haven't. <gasps> I actually, I got left Why off would of anyone Ireland want to do trip. Ireland? <laughs> I know. After I being through off. all of Europe, it'll be a low light. No, I don't <gasps> know. So, oh, Chloe, don't worry. I'm buying a motorbike bike when I get back getting my license and I'm gonna ride up to um th- from the bottom of Ireland all the way up to Northern Ireland it's meant to have amazing um, roads for motorbiking 
Oh, yeah. You've got to do a little vlog, you Meg. Love it. She's got like you and McGregor going around on this motorcycle. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm so useless at stuff like that. Like, I get really into posting on Instagram when I'm traveling. And then at some point, you're just tired and you kind of just want to enjoy what you're doing. And then I fall behind. Mm-hmm. And then I'm so far behind that I just don't even bother. So I would be a useless oh. vlogger. Just, just, just turn the camera on and do a little bit every day. Sometimes yeah, the, the least prepared it, stuff yeah. is the funniest. Yeah, take a GoPro and just live in the moment. <laughs> yeah, I have a GoPro and I'm gonna um, have a drone because I want to get one of those drones that oh, wow. follows you like automatically in that way. Yeah, so my get, friend has that. Yeah, so that'll be so my goal. Cool. I will endeavor to vlog, but no guarantees. That'd be so. I mean, you got you got all the gear for it. As I say, all the gear, yeah. no idea. You've got a drone. You've got the GoPro. You're set for it. Yeah. And you're able to travel, unlike me, who's basically a prisoner in Australia, which is a very nice prison. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, bloody Kiwis, always Kiwis. Actually, <laughs> New Zealand fun, can't really fun, travel. Fun, yeah, I know. Fun question though. How? Why are New Zealanders called Kiwis? I, I don't actually know. Um. It's a bird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's our, it's our national it's bird is the kiwi. No, we, right. Well, we have the kiwi fruit, but our national bird is also the yeah. kiwi. And it's a freaking ridiculous bird. It is like the weirdest bird. Yeah, um, it's so weird. So it, it can't beak. fly. It has like a massive body and its egg is, I think the kiwi has the largest egg to body ratio of any egg-laying Ooh. animal. It basically, that entire big bit there, it's like all egg. That's going to be painful. Oh, oh yeah. Ow. Oh, nah. So it's basically yeah. a walking egg with a beak. Yeah, it's a fairy that's, egg. that's what it is. It's, and it's flightless because it, um, oh, oh, we have a, it's like a, a legend, um, a Maori legend about how the bird gave up its wings. And I can't remember it. So now I feel like a bad kiwi. But we respect the kiwi. The kiwi made sacrifices. So we love it. But it is Aww. a silly, it's a silly little bird. <laughs> it looks so cute. It is it really does. cute, yeah. And I think they're relatively endangered. Um, I've only ever seen them in, like, zoos. They're um, nocturnal animals. Oh. I like this headline here, speaking of New Zealanders and Australians. New Zealand kiwi is not from Australia. <laughs> that's one thing we never claimed was Australian as a kiwi. We're not that stupid. We're still everything else, but, um, you know, we're louder than you, so no one will ever know. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Meg, um, who is a kiwi. Um, whereabouts in Kiwiland are you from? I forget. Um, I've lived in Auckland pretty much my whole Auckland. life. So I am um, what they call a Jaffa, which is just another effing Aucklander. They call us Jaffas in the rest of the country. Thank you for not swearing, Meg. Yeah. Uh, I even said freaking before. I'm in my best pageant behaviour. That's okay. Freaking's good. <laughs> freaking's good. Just not the other F word. Yeah, that, that'd be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sometimes you got to keep people in check, and Aussies and Kiwis are definitely two nations you'd have to keep an eye on. I actually think Cockneys would also be. Um, in fact, the Irish as well. There's a lot of, there's a lot of alcohol, potential alcohol on this podcast. Right here. There's a lot of alcoholic people. No, stereotypically alcoholic people. Yeah, uh, Chloe, Zealand. Chloe, from the stories you've told me. It's not a stereotype. It's not a stereotype. And from a particular WhatsApp message that I got from Danielle after drinking a certain entire bottle of a certain liquid, it's not a stereotype there either. So unless you want me to play so that people know I'm not making it up. We're good. We are good. We believe. I did say that, Danielle, your message. It is so funny. 
Partly because it's about five seconds in before you realize you're recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slurring my words the whole time. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, Michelle here over in Canada, I think, has a question. Uh, not not addressed to anyone in particular. So I'll get to that in a second, uh, Michelle. Um, but Chloe, why don't you catch us up with what's been happening with your week? Lovely glasses, so, by the way. Are they the yeah, blue light ones? Hey, Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, that's genuinely because I've had the worst migraine again today. Mm. It happened several times oh. last week as well. And I think that's due to working from home and looking at two PCs. Um, so um, just at the weekend there on Friday, um, we had our second Miss Universe Ireland interview. And they've also released a little project called Unfiltered where we had a video series released last week and also this week um they released our little baby pictures and our letters to our younger Cute. selves which was so <laughs> adorable so it's just one of those weeks that it's just been adorable and uplifting and i've also tried um danielle's 5 a.m club a few times this week and then when i got to like friday saturday um yeah i ended up getting really exhausted i think i had so much going on between work and the interview and um like You've got to catwalk to your body training well. and yeah so i mm. hopefully get back into it but i might slightly adjust it did you say for, the 5am um, club yeah yeah <laughs> do you need an explanation of that <laughs> well, it's pretty self-explanatory i already feel like it's something i don't feel the need to be a part of but <laughs> Oh, no, it is good. And you do feel very productive from doing it. But my body did crash. And I just think that was yeah. because of a multiple things. I've had a yeah. pretty busy week. But um, I do hope to get back into it and slightly adjust it to maybe wake up at 6am yeah. instead of 5 because of my work schedule. But yeah, yeah. great whatever, week. Whatever suits you, you have to listen to your body. I mean, like yeah. this, this morning, um, I woke up at five and I felt like I'd been run over by a train. Like I yeah. need to go back to sleep. I hadn't had enough sleep um, to begin with. And then the day before I'd ran more than three miles and I'd had seven hours on my feet doing an e-commerce photo shoot. So mm. I was exhausted. Mm. So like this morning, I didn't get up at five. I woke up at five and then messaged the group being like, guys, I'm going back to sleep. I actually yeah. Yeah. Were you always a morning person? Yeah, because my hesitance is I'm I'm I get called a bed monster. Like I'm just not a fucking person in the morning. So like did you do that 5 a.m. club to turn yourself into a morning person? Yeah. So basically I have had insomnia for years and years and I've tried every trick in the book. I've tried the pillow sprays. I've tried bed well, I like my bedtime tea. I've got the taste for it now. Bedtime teas candles um soothing music meditation i've tried everything to make me go to sleep and the only thing that forces me to go to sleep is if i know i'm getting up early so yeah. things like if i've got a really early flight then i'll be up early and i'll be productive because i know i've got something excited to look forward to or you know like that feeling when you wake up on christmas day you wake up earlier than usual yeah. but the aim of this is to make every day Christmas Day to wake up with that oh, that's excitement. a cute little catchphrase for it. Make every, every day Christmas Day. I like literally, it. Literally, it's to be excited about your life. Find the excitement from mm. your life and um, just look forward to the what you've got in ahead of the day. Because a lot of people live 
the same day every day where they wake up dreading to go to work oh my god I've got to get on the tube or I've got to drive to work I'm going to be stuck in traffic instead of all these negative thoughts it's like having to reprogram yourself in looking forward to the challenges Mm. of the day um so yeah yeah there's that thing of saying instead of I have to turn it into I get to so instead of like I have to do this it's I get to do this which is like a really simple that's something I try to do yeah um like reprogramming yourself into not having that just inherent negative light on things yeah absolutely yeah I think that's a really cool little philosophy and there's uh six practices that you do for 10 minutes and each mm-hmm. of those are designed specifically to get you in the right frame of mind for that day. So yeah, it's really good fun. And you find if you've done your like if you've done these the first hour, the, it's called the miracle morning. If you do that first hour, and then obviously by six o'clock, you've got a while until you have to be at work or at school mm. or whatever you're doing. So at that time, you can be you could be focusing your uh, personal development. So you could be reading. You could be doing, you know, uh, Chloe, you've got a dis- dissertation that you were doing. You can have a, an hour there in the morning when you're feeling productive and most energized to do like a, a solid hour of work mm-hmm. or anything that you've been working on, really. Oh, Adrian's gone. I bored him. He's left. Yeah, well, I saw um, he was like frozen in the corner. And while you we were talking, I was trying to figure out if he was frozen or if he was just very still. Like I was, secretly, I was staring at him. But... Let it go. <laughs> He's doing this on purpose. I'm sure he's sitting backstage watching, being like, let's see how the girls handle this. He's testing us. <laughs> I know well, he left, he left in my interview as well as um, internet wasn't like really working properly. So he dropped out a couple of times and I just kind of interviewed myself. So <laughs> I love that. Australian <laughs> Wi-Fi for you. So yeah, that's basically like the 5am club. Mm-hmm. But I, I always say to the girls, like there's no pressure whatsoever like you have to listen to your body if you there's nights where I don't get to bed at a decent time and so you know I need a little bit of a lay-in but yeah would that be something that you would ever consider um as you were explaining it like I love the idea of it but um part of what you said was you only sleep well when you know that you have to wake up early in the morning and I'm the opposite to that if I know I have to wake up early I'm so restless because I'm so um so yeah I just don't I'm not sure I think I might feel panicky if I knew I had to wake up early early yeah that happened to me on the first night of the the first night I joined was it Tuesday and morning or something and I just kept waking up we did exactly last week yeah so I woke up but I kept waking up like every hour on the hour being like oh is it five yet has I slept in have I slept in and I got to the stage where I was just so exhausted and I actually did wake up and I was like oh my goodness I have to do like an eight hour shift soon and I'm like haven't slept but then it wasn't so bad then after and then I crashed at a point and I think maybe the reason why I crashed was that Tuesday night or the Monday night where I didn't sleep who's that extra person it was him swapping from data to wi-fi I think (laughs) Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> have we got a stranger in the podcast? Don't mind me. Okay, carry on. <laughs> My internet sucks. I'm from Australia. You guys know this. Did I miss anything? I didn't hear like anything of the last yeah, two minutes. You, you can watch it back. It's just <laughs> about 5am. 
So Danielle, do you want to talk about your week? I'll be Adrian. <laughs> have, you, have you not? Have you not anything else? So it's just Universe yeah. Ireland. Yeah, yeah, Universe Ireland, uni work, work, doing a forty-hour work job alongside trying to finish my dissertation work, work, and competing with Universe Ireland. I'm just yeah, I'm like constantly hundred percent go at this point, but I kind of like being busy at the same time. It's when is the yeah. final for it? I feel like I asked this last time, but I've forgotten already. Um, so the top six is announced um, this weekend, um, which is exciting. Yes, That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. And then, and then the final is I think it's near the start of December. I think it's around between the seventh and the tenth around that time. Um, is the final virtual or is it a? Um like because there's only six of you are you actually doing it so what we're going to do is this week we're going to film our evening gown and swimsuit from home or wherever people decide (laughs) to film from um so we're going to have that in for the weekend and then we haven't yet been given information on what the top six do but i imagine it being something similar but we've been given like lots of little mini projects and it's been so much fun so I actually love the little virtual pageant. Like I've honestly made some incredible friends. Like even after our interviews the last day, like one girl FaceTimed me and then I added another girl in and then another girl messaged me and then I added her in. And like a moment later, there was like four or five of us in this little chat laughing our heads off and cheering each other up and Aww. just being that positive light in each other's lives. And I really just love that about the virtual pageant because usually in a normal pageant, you have one or two days. You don't get a proper chance to get to know everyone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm really getting to know these girls and mm-hmm. they are incredible. And I would be happy if any single one of them won because they are all incredible. Just amazing Aww. bunch amazing bunch like they've made the experience and the whole team has Brittany and the team like it's been perfect like I've had Aww. such an incredible year <laughs> yeah this Hi, is Elizabeth. Chloe's honest opinion it's not an ad or an endorsement <laughs> not or promotion it is not, it is not. I have been telling him the whole time I, I I keep calling Adrian being like I just love them all they're all so nice <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like you you like them too much. You want them all to win. <laughs> yeah. It is a competition. Yes. Um, one of the girls in the competition, Michaela, came up with this idea. Why don't we have like a Miss Universe Olympics team and they send all of us? Oh, my God. <laughs> we'll send someone in for the interview. Down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So really. laughs> You'd be Honestly. like some sort of giant amalgamation of oh, I'm, I'm sorry but when you said olympics i remembered the velcro from last week um <laughs> god meg long story don't worry about it um but that that's missing well we can worry about it after we turn off the life i don't think we can talk about this one on the life um that's miss universe island chloe's been super busy with that Ms. Latimer, what have you been up to? Did you cover that when I was up there? No, uh, so I have come back to London because I had work. I had a very exciting e-commerce shoot yesterday. It's my first ever time um, shooting in a studio with studio lights. So I've had to research that a lot more because I've, I've shot in the studio, but we've had big windows, so lots of natural light coming in. Yeah. Um, 
and then I've shot a lot outdoors. So this is my first time actually setting up uh, a studio with all the lights. So that was really exciting, challenging because the lights kept overheating. Uh, and they told us, oh, yeah. Overheating? Yeah, don't. You had like old school lights. You didn't have LED yeah. lights? No, old school. And they kept beeping whenever. Didn't know anyone still used the uh, old school lights. Oh, yes. we. I think we, we had um, two smaller ones that were LED and then the two yeah. big ones were, were not. Okay. So that was a bit frustrating because I had to turn them off to cool down every so often, which mm. obviously time equals money on a shoot. Yeah. Um, and to get the job done, I had to turn the lights down so it meant that the photos were a bit darker. So I've had to post like post edit all edit. of those, yeah. brighten them up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. I've also um, finished a social media course and finished a course in presenting. Um, so I've been coursing it up to your eyeballs and trying to be as productive as possible. I've been running a lot. What else have I done? Presenting. I knew about yeah. the social media course, presenting. She's coming for your course. job, Adrian. Oh, yes. Well, you did tell me. <laughs> oh, no, Chloe. Oh, no, because it's not like I ever offered it to you like... too. <laughs> Um, because you said <laughs> that you want to start handing over to us. I thought I'd better, you know, I do seriously, Danielle. Seriously, next week you choose a guest and you you do you take my job okay. next week. I was so preparing we'll do myself this. for it today. <laughs> Hi guys. Actually, I I want to be here. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meg, you're now one of the co-hosts. I only turn up every now and then. We're like we're like playing musical chairs in the boxes, musical boxes. Um. So yes, I've been doing a presenting course i actually stuffed three weeks worth of work in a day in the whole of yesterday so uh, the morning that i was up early Why? in the morning um because the course was expiring so it's a free <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yes i had I've one of those that. yeah i've so, actually paid for a course um to get the certificate and yeah i never finished it in time so i won't get my certificate but the information still there for me to do it in my own time but i'm like damn i paid for the certificate i'll not get it that's i've done that happens. with free workshops before and i just i screen record like if i've gone to the last day realized i don't have the uh, time to do it myself and then i just screen record each of them so now i have like an illegal recording <laughs> of the course because i, I do that too the time to do it yeah i do that too but don't tell anyone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't say yeah. which course it was. <laughs> See, I, they don't give you the certificate if it expires. So I was just like, mm. I've got to do yeah. this. So I literally crammed three weeks worth of work into a morning, or two weeks worth of work in the morning. And then uh, before I went to bed, I did the last week's worth of work. Big day. Yeah. And then a seven hour shoot as well. So. Damn. Busy. <laughs> and so I needed the extra sleep this morning. <laughs> So, Adrian, how was your night last night um, with your Miss Earth? Well, I so for those of you who don't know, um, Miss Earth. Oh, I just looked at right at my ring light and blinded myself. <laughs> um, ring lights are bright. Uh, who would thunk it? Uh, Miss Earth reached out to me out of the blue. Um, obviously, they're one of the largest pageants in the world. It's one of the most prestigious Grand Slam, like top four, top five, debatable. Um, and they just said, <laughs> "Hey, do you want to be part of the press? The press junket. It's like kind of the press meet and greet." Um, cool. I was like, yep, yeah, sure, why not? I don't know why they reached out to me because I wasn't even following them. Um, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I follow them now. Um, it's and so then embarrassing two hours... you have to follow someone. 
Yeah, they weren't following me, so it's all good. Um, they got like 200-something thousand followers, I think. And then Laura Clark, who I've interviewed, who's a Miss Earth USA director, like two hours mm. before, after Miss Earth contacted me, sent me the same message saying, hey, do you want to? So Miss Earth gave me a time slot, which was last night, and it had people like the Philippines, Poland, um, n- none of the countries that I have really had much to do with previously. Um, mm. But then Laura Clark was saying, hey, do you want to be on the time slot that uh, the US is in? which also happens to be, I think, Australia and Ireland. Um, I don't think the United Kingdom. We'll see. I haven't heard back from Laura just yet because obviously everything is super busy because Miss Earth, I think, they will announce the winner. Actually, like Chloe was saying on the weekend, I think Miss Earth will announce their winner um, on the 29th or something. They'll have the actual mm. coronation. So it's very close to being over. Um, but I, it started, look, at midnight for me, as in eight hours ago, and I was on until 2.30 a.m. my time. And the only reason I fell off then was because my internet dropped out. Um, My internet was being upgraded, so I didn't have any more internet. So I actually dropped out for the last five minutes, which is not surprising for me. (laughs) It's a charm of being an Australian interviewer. Um, And then I had to get up at six. I was going to get up at six, woke up, and similar to Danielle, I was like, no. So I went back to bed, (laughs) got up at seven. I've had two hours sleep which is why oh. I, I would like to hide in this bottom corner. But it, it was good fun. Um, I'm saying good fun. I, I shouldn't just say stuff like that. Um, what I noticed, I haven't, much, I haven't interviewed uh, Filipino um, pageant girls much or watched much of their interviews. One of the things I noticed, they're incredibly polite. I don't mm. know if you guys have noticed. It's always sir and madam. Mm-hmm. Always. They would say yeah. sir, sir mm. Eric from so-and-so or madam, like, Wow. Okay, mm. I, re- I really feel out of place here because I'm like, what's up? It's part of the culture. They're just in general. Yeah. Um, I remember what always sticks with me is when I was in the Philippines and I was with my good friend Parul. Um, we were at the checkout at the grocery store, and she goes, oh, "Thank you, Ati." And Ati, I think I'm. I don't know if I'm probably butchering the accent. It sounds right to me. Means auntie. I'm like, do you just call everyone auntie? She's like, everyone is family in the Philippines. I was like, yeah. oh, that's so cute. That's so, so wholesome. And there's um, yeah. the advert for the tourism board. My friend is in, which is so funny. My friend Jack is in it. Um, and I remember it was so weird. I was watching Miss Universe uh, there in the Philippines. I'm on the big screen in front of me. I just see Jack. I'm like, Jack, what are you doing? Like, I message you, be like, why? <laughs> what are you doing up there? Why are you on the big screen in front of me? And currently at Miss Universe, he's like, oh my God, you're at Miss Universe. I had tickets, but I completely forgot. I was like, what? Um, forgot Miss but, Universe? Wow. Don't. Must have had better things to do. <laughs> yeah. So he was in the advert for the tourism board, and um, the woman keeps calling him Anak, which means my, my son. Oh, wow, okay. And then he turns, oh. he, in the, the advert is, I don't know if you can get the advert up, but he turns around and goes, what does Anak mean? And he goes, it means my son or my family. Oh. Or, Do you my know child, the name of child, the ad? Because I don't know Filipino. Put, what should I look put up? In, um, put in uh, Philippines Tourism Jack Ellis. He's, he is named in it. It's a really lovely advert, heartwarming. But they, they do um, treat everyone like family. So they courteous. Do. Yeah. Um, what, what year was that you were there? Is it 2017? 16? Oh, 17 Jamie, in Vegas, I mean, was that? 
2015 was in Vegas. That was Pia. Uh, yeah, but Colleen was there in 2007. Two, 2006, yeah. 2016 yeah. when um, Iris Mitanea won France. Yeah, oh, I love her. Mm. Has Meg dropped out? Meg either. Oh, I'm back. I, I dropped oh, out she just frozen. Your camera is frozen. Let's just, let me remove you and add you back and see if that, oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, I can okay. hear you. I thought I was still a part of the show, but. Oh. <laughs> you were. You were just frozen in a very, um, in a very good pose, actually. Normally when yeah. I'm frozen, it's like, oh, great, thank you. Um, but yeah, that, that's Miss Earth. Um, I've had no sleep. Filipino people are very, very polite. Uh, and oh, the, the, but the, the interviewer, the, the, oh, <laughs> as, as, as silly and shallow as it seems, when I do an interview or podcast like this, I will do, like I don't do makeup, right? But I will make myself presentable. I like to think. Some of the people who ask questions there look like they just tumbled out of bed and maybe they <laughs> had. I don't know. Like literally, they, they, they look like they're sitting back in a chair like this. And sometimes because it was a massive Zoom call, depending on who was speaking, there were like five of us at the top that you could see at all times. Of course, yours truly was always stuck there, so I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but sometimes there'd be a guy there in a T-shirt sitting back and he'd be like this. I'm like, this is not a really good look. But one of the interviewers, whilst he was asking his questions, and by the way, this is after two hours of, you know, interviews. Yeah. And one guy goes, I, I have a question for all the delegates. And just like, oh. So he, he literally got every single delegate, 10 of them, to answer his question, which takes a long time. Um, but one of them was holding his dog mm. whilst he was asking the questions and literally every now and then they would uh, tongue action. Like, you know, he was kissing and the dog was, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I hope no one's got like my <laughs> Yeah, but you can also hear it. And when you're on the headphones, oh. if you imagine a licking sound, when you're on head, these are Meg might appreciate this. These are Logitech like noise cancelling mm, gaming noise headphones. Yeah. So all you hear is what sound is coming through. So <laughs> if you imagine a really wet licking sound, and you're watching a middle-aged Filipino man tongue on tongue action with his dog, I for the first time I wasn't paying attention to the girl. I just couldn't no. look away. I was like, <laughs> I even commented being like, the that. dog is really cute, but it's really distracting. Like I can't hear anything this beautiful woman is saying because yeah. all I can hear look at is that dog. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of distracting. Like, I, I'd like to sound professional. Obviously, if I, I might on this one, like, bring a camera as a joke and, you know, slap him around a bit. But if it's an interview, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, so that was that was interesting. It was one of those Zoom calls. Chloe might know this because she's been doing massive Zoom calls. Like, literally, there's two screens. Like, you have to click to get everyone on. So it was, like, 25 mm -hmm. people. Then you click and there's another 25 people. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, but that was fun. So... We should have a new Miss Earth within the week. Um, I do think that the Filipino and Netherlands, a Dutch candidate, so from the Netherlands, mm. was in, were, they were very, very strong candidates. Mm -hmm. um, the Filipino candidate being strong is not going to surprise anyone, is it? No, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, really. they've had so many um, winners from the Philippines uh, uh, that it's got uh, Miss Earth yeah. has had um, has been called in the past cooking show. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. so many I think I know him. Filipino winners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had yeah. three in the space of like four years, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think um, USA is very strong. USA very is strong. incredibly fierce. Um, if yes. I do jump on the press junket when she's on, I will definitely ask her a question. Um, mm. I don't know how. Because who was saying it? I think it was Emma Jenkins, who's Miss Universe GB. She said one of the most important things as a pageant queen, as a competitor, is to have that sort of friendly banter. It's not mm. just to be fierce. You also need to be yeah. very approachable yeah. and and tune it down a little bit, be a little bit soft. Yeah. That's what Emma says anyway, and it worked well for her. Um, I'll be interested to see if Lindsay is like that, because when I see her, I don't see that soft side. She looks mm. incredibly just strong. Um, yeah. and maybe that's what Earth mm. wants. I'm not sure. I feel like her performances are definitely very strong. But yeah. uh, if you if you watch her, I know she's done a few lives and I've tuned in a few times. And um, she comes across very warm and very approachable in her um, live videos and videos that she's done. So, um, yeah. Okay. I cool. think because I think because her evening gown performance was so fierce. It yeah, I'll quite, see if I can actually bring that up. It was um, so fierce. Like, I, it's the most shared evening gown performance from Earth this year. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it but, looked amazing. I posted it. Um, I, yeah. I stole it off their Facebook page and then posted it. Well, I say stole. I mean, I tagged them in it. And the director mm. saw it, so she's okay <laughs> with it. Um, oh, here it is. Here we go. Oh, so this is um, Lindsay Coffey, who's Miss Earth USA. Uh, how do you share screen? By hitting the share screen button. Um, yeah. there you go. So she's over here. Wow, she's very model esque, mm. but she's very fierce looking instead of being like happy, smiley, pageanty. She's more got that kind of um, model esque walk. Yeah, and she is she is a model amongst other things. Mm. She's not just a model. She she has a full time occupation, I think, mm. as well. Um, but you see that, and I'm just like the word that first word that comes to mind is not necessarily approachable, is what I'm saying. Mm. I'm sure she could be, <laughs> but when you see that, it's kind of oh my god, that's like fierce to me. Mm. Um, so it'd be interesting to see when when you hear her speak or when I interview or when I ask my question, mm. whether she has that sort of warmth that Emma Jenkins was saying was really important. Yeah. Um, and I think it is important to Earth because uh, they love the Filipino uh, queens, as Danielle said, and they always are a little bit softer, very polite, mm. as we said, very mm -hmm. respectful. Um, mm -hmm. But it'll be interesting. And our Aussie girl will be there. And I think the Irish contestant will be there. And speaking of the Irish contestant, Eileen, um, who I know Chloe is good friends with, I'm interviewing She's her. She's um, So this time tomorrow I'll be interviewing Eileen, um, who is Yay. Miss Earth Island. Oh, words are a struggle. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sandal has said hello, everyone. Sandal, I know you've been going Hi. through a tough time recently, so hope you're Hi. going well. Hi. All right. Um, I'm just going to steal um, hosting duties back from Chloe for a sec, then I'm giving it back to Chloe because she was doing such a good job. Um, we did have a question way back. Huh? What? Um, from Michelle. So, Danielle, Chloe, Meg, pretend this is a pageant question, so you only have 30 seconds oh. to, to answer. <laughs> Okay, and then I'm going to literally mute you so I don't have to listen for four hours. So the question is this. I don't know if Michelle is watching anymore. What is the most important portion in Ooh, a pageant? And we'll go around the room for Danielle, then Chloe, then Meg. All right, Danielle, your 30 seconds begins now. 
I would have to say that the most important portion of a pageant has to be your interview. If the judges fall in love with you and who you are and what you bring to the table, it's going to be an interview. And the girl can take the crown in interview for sure. Um, they will make allowances for any faux pas, trips, anything that happens on stage, simply because hmm. they already love you. Well, that was a good answer. It's like you've done this before. Have you done Have you done pageantry before? No, never. <laughs> oh, should give it a go. You might You might do pretty well. Like I wouldn't get set my heights sights too high, but you know you could could go okay. Miss um, Davies, your your time um, your time <laughs> your time starts now i would definitely have to agree with danielle on the interview what was that Someone's that was my doorbell <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry time's up that was the buzzer. it's real it's real here yeah you've got five seconds no. left chloe no, and me. time okay moving on to sorry, sorry. oh no i don't mean seven <laughs> sorry chloe go again um, sorry, I was just about to say, um, me and Adrian have had a conversation in the past before about how um, some interviews can be too short. And if you know that you're only going to have a three minute interview, then you're going to rehearse what you're going to say in that three minutes. So it's not authentic. You don't really get to know the person because it's a rehearsed speech that they've learned mm. to speak about for three minutes. So I believe that the interview is the strongest part. But it should be a longer part of the pageant. It should be more than three minutes, like what they're doing at the moment with Miss Universe Ireland. We've had two interviews so far, and it gives you more time to get to know the contestant because anyone can walk in on the day and wow the judge. Oh, wow the judges in three minutes. Sorry, I had a stutter there. Um, but yeah, um, an interview, but more interviews, longer interviews, maybe Zoom interviews. Hmm. Um, even on the day of the actual pageant to free up more time have the interviews done before the pageant and get to know the girls more than what you would in three minutes. I was speaking to someone, one of the directors who mentioned that this is pre-pandemic, that they were going to go to Zoom interviews before the actual pageant took place in person so that they could mm -hmm. do exactly that. They could get to know the girls better and they were going to go yeah. through the girls' social media, which is like, for me, it's just a given. You have to do that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And then on the day when everyone turns up, they can actually focus on enjoying themselves rather than getting worked up about interview. I mean, I don't get nervous about interview because I can't shut up, but that's because I'm weird. All right. Um, speaking of people who can't shut up, Meg, so... Question is, <laughs> sorry, Meg. What is? I'm in one of those moods. I've got no sleep. So, what is the most important portion in a pageant? Take as long as you want, because I should not well, talk anymore. I'm going to be super original and say interview. Um, but I stop think copying I everyone's answers. <laughs> but I have a twofer here. So, hang on. Part one, I do think it's interview. I think so many girls can have the look and like Chloe said, turn up and slay on the day, but not every girl mm -hmm. has the drive or the commitment or the actual heart for it. And interviews, mm. your only time you can actually really challenge a contestant to figure out who they are behind the show, behind the mask and the glitz and the glam. So 
I do 100% think it is interview. I also agree that there should be more of them and et cetera. But I think I said in my interview with you, Adrian, the way that Miss New Zealand runs their pageant, I think, is the way to run a pageant. So we run our pageant over months. Um, and we see we have rehearsals every Saturday. So it's over about a six-month period. We have the girls every Saturday. Um, and so... I get, I get to know them. Like they still have preliminary, all the girls have the actual pre-judging day and that's when they have the interview with the judges and they actually present their talent and their charity work and um, evening wear and cocktail, and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. I've dealt with the girls for six months and I, I go through all of their social media and I give the portion on that and I know them. And so I think that's such an important process to make sure you are crowning the right girl and the girl who is going to represent your country to its best ability um, and is genuine and authentic. You need to actually engage with the girls for more than just like a two-day like pageant bender. Um, mm. you need to, yeah, you need mm. to know your girls better. Um, it's the only way you're actually going to send the strongest contestant. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think pageants should be for longer periods of time maybe not six months because it's a big commitment mm. um, but more than just like a two-day pageant bender weekend uh -huh. it's an interesting concept isn't it like i love the idea of really getting to know the girls over a longer period obviously not everyone would be able to commit to that um mm. but it's a different way of doing things and i think mm. pageant industry is trying different things to stay relevant so i mean i like the sound of that obviously it's a much bigger time commitment than than a weekend um, yeah. Having said that, most most serious pageant contestants would be in preparation for a big pageant for, for six or twelve months anyway. Yeah. So um, maybe it's not that much of an ask. Yeah, it's, uh, it filters out a lot of the girls who aren't willing to make that kind of commitment as well. That's like true. Yeah, that's you only get women who are ready to work, serious. to practice for the six serious months ones. and turn up to rehearsals yeah. and do a six month like commitment to charity. And those girls you know are going to survive their mm -hmm. three or whatever weeks internationally if they go. Because you've got to be on every single day for three weeks overseas. The only flaw that I can see in that is if you are in a particularly large country, mm. you wouldn't all be able to get to the same place every yeah. single weekend. Say, for example, in the States, you'd yeah. never be able to do that. Mm. Oh, definitely um, not. But we, to a lesser degree, um, we're two islands. So we've had contestants from the South Island and basically our only requirement for them has been, because um, we run workshops as well. So we have a presenter's platform where the girls all learn um, public speaking and presenting to camera. Um, we no. have a head-to-head -head debate challenge, stuff like that. So the only time the girls actually have to be there for rehearsal in those six months is like there's four. You have to make sure you're there for four, which is like your preliminary, your final night. And then it yeah. was yeah. it's something like the presenter's platform and one other. So you only okay. have to be there for four. We do a lot of virtual stuff as well. Um, and when we yeah. learn choreography and everything, we film it, we put it up on the page so the it. girls can work. Yeah, And then the time they can come, we meet early with the girls who haven't been there and kind of work through it. So, but that's, again, yeah, not everyone could potentially even make it four times in a country like mm. America where it's really expensive to fly even just fly. domestically. Yeah. 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 Yep. That sounds that sounds good. I, I like the idea of, of having mm. a longer sort of a longer period and doing as much of it mm. as vir virtual as possible. So people don't actually need to, to travel around because I think it'd be unreasonable to expect people to literally travel in yeah. physically every week to do something. Mm. I, I also said this to Meg, I don't know if we talked about it in our actual interview, but the debate where you get the girls to go head to head in a debate. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of that. Wow. This whole idea that you need to be able to give an opinion 
and defend yeah. it mm-hmm. and debate it without resorting to name calling, which is what 2020 mm. and social media has become. You know, if you disagree with me, you're stupid, basically. That's, yeah. And that's not an argument. So I love the idea that mm-hmm. you actually have debates in there. Cause... Yeah, I think um, we were inspired to do it because that's what they do at Miss World. Um, and that's, that was originally our number one pageant. So our Miss New Zealand mm. is run kind of like your power pageants. We have a number of big titles that we give out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also found when I was first doing pageantry, it was really drilled into us to not talk about things that were controversial. And I mm. almost find that it, it perpetuates that pageant girls can be quite vapid and they don't have an opinion about mm. stuff. And yep. I think as long as your opinion is educated and you know you can back up your point eloquently and articulately mm. and you're not offending people with your opinion, you should be entitled to your opinion. You shouldn't have yep. to just sit pretty. So that's where mm. I got inspired to really run the head-to-head um, mm. debate I love with that. the girls. I love that. I think one of my pet peeves in the Q&A is when people want to sit on the fence yeah. And they don't actually answer the question. It's okay to have an opinion. You just have to back mm. it up with what you're saying and yeah. not don't offend. There's a way in getting your opinion across without offending people. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's too many people that sit on the fence and it's a bit of a wishy-washy answer. Yeah. So that's mm. a great way in preparing girls for that moment. There are also yeah. some people, just to make a point about not offending people, there are also some people who get offended at anything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think I'm serious. I, I think sometimes it's important to realize that if you have an opinion, you're going to offend someone. Um, mm. I even say like with a sense of humor, it's like, cause I crack jokes all the time. Obviously I've offended pretty much every country in the world by this stage. Um, but you know how, like who can you actually make fun of anymore without getting in trouble? You can't make fun of women. You can't make fun of basically, and you certainly can't make fun of African-Americans. It, like it's the, the only people I think you can make fun of are middle-aged white men. And women, Karen's. You can make fun Karen's. Literally Karen's, though. But, yeah. yeah. Well, you, Meg, you, you get a bit of a Karen. Back, yeah. The Karen's you should change your name to Karen. I'm an honorary Karen, like, through and through. I am such a Karen. But I think the important thing to being a not-hated Karen <laughs> <laughs> is... <laughs> I've worked hospitality, I've worked service, like, you know, I've, I've worked those jobs. I only Karen things when it's like um, my hotel room in Vegas, for instance. I purchased a strip view room in Vegas. I paid extra for it. That was what I, mm. I bought. And then I got there and our room, literally, when you open the windows, was the wall of the other building. I think I put it up on my yeah. Instagram story. I, I think... You, you, yeah, might have I seen saw it. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally just the wall of the other part of the building. And the so, strip was lovely behind the wall, but I yeah, mean, you I'm couldn't sure really see it because there was a hotel in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's somewhere. So, Use the force. Is Meg frozen or is it my internet? Yeah. I, she's no, just that, well. that's how she looks like oh. that all the time. Um, come back, Meg. Meg, if you can hear us, you're frozen, so maybe disconnect and reconnect. Uh, we will move on whilst Meg um, reconnects. Sandal here said, thanks, Adrian. It's great to reconnect. I'm glad to be back. Uh, she also has a question. So here's a question, and hopefully Meg will come back and we can answer this. So Sandal has asked, Ooh, what is a tip sorry, for me? Oh, are you Sorry, I back? out there. She back. She's yeah. back. Hi. Hang on. Let me remove and add you. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Before we get to this question here about from Sandow about a tip to win interview, um, Chloe also had an adventure in Vegas. 
This is a very. <laughs> I remember this. Oh no. No, no. Remember your suitcase. <laughs> yeah, I know you were going to ask that. And at that moment, that time, maybe I should have been a Karen. Yeah, that was a very strange experience. So there was one day where me and my friends decided to go out shopping. And when we came back, I opened my suitcase to put my new clothes into. And there was a surprise in my suitcase. What was in your suitcase, Chloe? It was urine. Someone had peed in her yes. suitcase. Why yes. would someone pee in a suitcase? Well, look, when you got to go. Your, I in mean... your hotel room? like. Yeah. Didn't you see my story at the time? No. So your no. closed suitcase in your hotel room yeah, should be it was opened. Opened and, and yeah. Yeah. Only in America, baby. Yeah. When How did you know Karen that? I was uh, Karen, I, I, I Loki tried, tried to Karen it. And what happened was that night they refused to believe me. I called down and I was like, I've just been shopping and I've came back to my room to find that someone had urinated in my suitcase and yeah just as casually as that <laughs> Sorry, it's not funny but... <laughs> the and then they said call would have been like what? and then they sent these two <laughs> they sent these two cockney guys to my room two english security got, guards and they were such a, and um in yeah. vegas cockney yeah, in security Central guards we get it, was so it was so random because I was crying <laughs> and I was explaining to them what had happened. And then I waited for a minute oh, and I was yeah, like, hold on, days. are you guys from the UK? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, that's so random. And then like, I went back to crying again. <laughs> You're right, darling. Um, We've heard yeah. peed in your suitcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are allowed because to cry. <laughs> We'll come to see your suitcase, darling. It's all right. We'll see yeah, that's exactly the way it was. And it was the way one of them lifted up. And they're all, all right. Yeah, that is piss. That is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <what he's... laughs> that's the way. <laughs> quote. In quote. Yeah, quote. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I shouldn't have said that. But that is that is literally what he said. Because they, they refused to believe me. Because at the reception, they answered the phones. And they were like. There's no way that that happened in this hotel. That's never happened in this hotel. And I was like, It's okay. never happened in most hotels, I would hope. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm thinking is, initially, I thought maybe a pet had got into the room because a lot of people walk around Vegas with their pets. But apparently, mm. um, there has to dogs. be pet. Yeah, there has to be pet floors. So if you have a pet, they all be at the same floor. Like this was a, a high up floor, so there was no pets there. So what I'm thinking is maybe it was like a stag party. Could and like a group of guys. Yeah, and like I saw the cleaners. <laughs> Classic Chloe. Oh, so I um so when I was seeing the cleaners clean the rooms, I see that they hold like one door open with their little laundry trolley and then they'd be yeah. in the other room cleaning so what i'm thinking is maybe like a stag party maybe they dared each other to do something silly i don't know it happened during the day so i'm so confused and but, nothing um, came from it the hotel didn't like do anything to they cleaned to you they, they cleaned my clothes 
Uh-huh. And like they, they, they initially refused to clean my clothes because they said, we can't clean soiled items. And I was like, but I didn't soil them. Like, what the heck? Like, why can't you clean my clothes? And they were like, what, what, no, what do you mean they we... can't clean soiled items? That's why you yeah. clean things because they're dirty. Yeah, what? they said, yeah, they said they, they couldn't because of what was on them. And then I initially, I got a little bit of a car inside. Well, Amy was my car in and Amy was like, Amy yeah, we're, we're going to go. Yeah, she said we were going to go to the police and that we were going to DNA them and we were going to find out. And that we, we tried to get the camera footage, but but they said that they weren't allowed to give out camera footage for um, security reasons in case um, like you were stalking someone or. Yeah, they're not Literally allowed to. They they're not. Check it. You don't have to yeah. see it, but they could check it. They, Guys, they just, told just, us they don't just actually so have that you cameras. Know, Meg, Meg is not actually making that face. Yeah, she's frozen, she's frozen again. again. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the best <laughs> expression here. for her yeah. to. Oh, you're there. Can you see how you frozen? Like I the expression here. you frozen in <laughs> is the perfect expression for you to be frozen in for Chloe's Karen story. You've got a Karen expression. It's like. <laughs> can i talk to the manager yeah so apparently they're not allowed to have cameras in the actual corridors where the door the room doors are so they've got cameras around where the elevator shafts are but not where the room doors are What's yeah the point of having bizarre. cameras when you don't have them in the yeah. corridors oh, exactly so yeah uh, well you so should have said... had a make there with you how long ago was this because i reckon we can still carry it it was last <laughs> summer and the worst thing was I like What's rang the number? up to Let's complain again. <laughs> I was still really upset about it after I got home and I rang them up and I was like, are you guys going to do anything about this? And they're like, they kept me hanging on the phone for ages. And I rang them from Dubai, like just after I got back from Vegas. And like I racked up this huge telephone bill, like trying I to call them to sort it out. And they, mm. they did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give them a but bad they, review on TripAdvisor. And put yeah, in the title, so they cleaned my clothes. They peed in my suitcase. And my You're clothes took days to clean. Eventually, yeah, eventually they cleaned them, but it, it took ages. It took days for them to come back. And they weren't even going to move us rooms until I went down to reception and I literally cried. I said, I do not feel safe. Um, we like, I know this sounds silly, but we had snacks and stuff in our room too. And if they did that, to my suitcase like imagine mm. like what this person could have been doing like mm. to our snacks and yeah I don't even want to think about it but I felt unsafe being in that room on that floor so I made them move us to a different floor um and it wasn't even any better of a room it wasn't an upgrade or anything it was just the same size room but you would think after all that they would have I should have been more of a Karen but I think I was just so traumatized at the time and like the night, the day it happened, it happened when we were out shopping and everyone had plans that night. It was the night we went to go visit the big wheel. And I was just so upset. I didn't want to do anything. I was just so, so upset because I spend all my money on clothes. Like I had so many lovely outfits with me. And like for someone to do that in my personalized suitcase, I was just so upset. <laughs> was, yeah. I um I saw some of you, I think it was your Snapchat stories you sent me from the time yeah. that that happened, and you looked really upset and you were talking to your Snapchat about like what had happened, but yeah. I gotta say like when you watch it back, obviously it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's so <laughs> funny, and I know after that like Amy and you guys were all having so much fun about it, having a laugh about it because how can you take it seriously? Like yeah. really, like you wouldn't think that this could happen anywhere. 
but um, what happens in Vegas in this case stays definitely in stays in Vegas. Don't want to stays bring that back. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, might want to burn that suitcase. Don't run a black light over it. See if there's still anything. He'll never use that suitcase again. Meg, why does your camera keep freezing? You're here. Um, I. Oh, has she gone? Oh, you can take the New Zealander out of New Zealand, but apparently you can't give her good internet. Okay, let's, um, Meg, when you're back, give us a yell. Uh, let, let's answer this question for Sandal. So she's asked, what is a tip from each of you to win interviews? So basically, uh, best interview tips, I guess. So um, I'll go over to, hang on, let me remove Meg and re-add. I've put oh, myself are, on Meg. mobile data now, so hopefully <laughs> it'll do better. Maybe my, my Missouri Lake Wi-Fi wasn't quite up to the task. <laughs> Careful, 5G will give you corona. That's what, um, that's what the conspiracy theorists say. Oh, oh I'm going to get a, a microchip vaccine anyway, so... <laughs> I'm going to get all the vaccines here in Australia. We've got like four sorted. I'm going to get all of them because each one has like 90% success rate. I'm going to have them all just because I'm so sick of Corona. But anyway, tips to do best in interviews. So Danielle, interview tips. Um, I see interview as basically an interview for a job. So you need to prove that to the judges that you are the most qualified and ready for the position. So um tell them exactly what you've been doing up in the run-up and tell them exactly what you have planned um, because you should be planning ahead if you were lucky enough to win the title. So give them specifics in what you would do with the title so they feel safe in the knowledge that you will be an active and proactive queen. Very nice. I love it. Miss Chloe? Yes, I completely agree with what Danielle said and giving them knowledge of what you're going to do with the title and also being yourself I think being yourself is very important and try not to sound too overly rehearsed sometimes when you think about all these plans that you're going to have with the future and you practice it in your head so much you can go in and it can sound rehearsed so just never really lose that sense of yourself as well and make them laugh make them smile just yeah. be you yeah, 100% with that, just because when you've done 10 or 20 interviews in a row, the last thing you need coming in is someone who's just a bit boring. It's, yeah. So I, I, I agree with that, absolutely. Um, Meg, interview tips. Yeah, Inter I think... You... Interview tips. <laughs> I think you don't want to have, like, the cookie-cutter answers. Like, it's a really good idea to like any job interview have an idea of what you want to say and the points you want to get across but don't mm -hmm. memorize them and try and like wedge your pre-rehearsed paragraphs into mm. anything that comes your way i think mm -hmm. the second thing is without being cocky be confident like one of the things we always ask is who do you think should win you know who do you think deserves the crown and like most girls will never say themselves they feel what? like they're supposed to most girls really? don't. They feel like they feel like they're supposed to go. Oh well, you know, I think all the girls here deserve it. I think they've all worked. So you know, they say really like, I think I'm supposed to say something nice and complimentary about everyone. When you're supposed yeah. to say me, I think I should win the crown. I'm the most, and you're you know, pr yeah. present yourself as already the winner. You know, like in line to win. But so many girls won't say themselves if you ask them who do you think should win. 
I've never so said sad. myself I've been asked what? that yeah. before and I yeah girl I've been you asked don't that go a through months I, of training you know spend yeah. all this money on gowns for you just go oh yeah she should win why yeah I've, ne- I've never said yeah. me yeah like why are you like yeah I think when girls do it it's like well then why are you here why are you here <laughs> why are you doing it if yeah. you want her to win yeah, yeah I, I think I completely get that but I think it's um just the fear it's of not coming across yeah. humble it's, yeah you've got to own it you got to own yeah. it. Yeah. Because it definitely feels a bit wrong saying it the first couple yeah. times. But there's nothing yeah. wrong with being in it to win it, you know? Yeah. And feeling like yeah. you deserve to win it. You you need to – and if you've done your best and you've worked the hardest, then you should yeah. believe that you do deserve to win the crown. So there's no shame or anything yeah. wrong with saying There's no discredit in the other girls. Like, they're, they've done – Yeah, like, you're not saying yeah, they're bad. You're not saying they're bad. Yeah. You're not saying that you're better than them. You're just saying mm. that – I'm backing myself because I have the belief in myself. I know that I could take this, yeah. you know, title to the next level because I have the, all these plans and I can back mm-hmm. myself and I know that I will do the work. You know, you're not comparing mm-hmm. yourself to them. They're doing their mm-hmm. own thing. You've got to back yourself. That's your one time to shine. If you turn around and say, oh, this girl is really nice and this girl's done all this work, You'll get you're shining your light on them, isn't yeah. shining on yourself, uh-huh. and that's your moment to shine. Yeah, this is because um, I've talked to Chloe about this. It's because Chloe is very, very humble, and she loves talking everyone else up. She hypes everyone else up. Um, I, and it, I it's love a lovely, up. It's a lovely personality trait. Don't get me wrong, um, but I've said this, and, and Meg, I don't know if it's the same in New Zealand, but people in the UK, and by that, in Ireland, and Australia, are notorious for talking themselves down. Like the joke in the UK is if someone, you're in a Tesco, let's say someone runs a supermarket into you, you say sorry. Mm. Like literally, someone <laughs> runs a trolley into you and you're, oh, sorry. Like yeah, I they ran the trolley into you. Yeah, now, if you take yeah. that mentality into a pageant, now we know why you're not going to say I should win because mm-hmm. those two personalities can't coexist. Meg, is it the same yeah. in New Zealand? Like talking, it's generally, you know how we say um, tall poppy syndrome here in Oz? Tall poppy, yeah, we, we have tall poppy syndrome. If yeah. anyone tries to rise above that and say that, oh, well, you think I am good at this or I am worthy, you have everyone else just tearing you down. So you get taught yeah. from a really young age to be humble to a fault, I think. Mm. Mm. But it goes mm. too far, right? Because yeah, all of these things like are good fault, in yeah. moderation. Like confidence is good in moderation. Yeah. So is humility. Yeah. But when humility, you take it too far, then you never back yourself. And confidence taken yeah. too far becomes cocky and arrogant. Yeah. So mm. it's always about finding that balance. Um, yeah. But like it's you're, definitely all you've got in this life, you need to back yourself, you know. Like you are going to be the yeah. only thing that you always have. You need to back yourself. Mm. Be your own hype girl. There you go, Chloe. Now you've heard it. <laughs> Not just me saying it. You've got yelling it at you as well. But I will say, like, humility and hyping everyone else up in a pageant is still a beautiful mm. thing. Like, yeah. actually yeah. saying good things about your fellow contestants, that's lovely. So don't stop doing that, Chloe. I'm not, not going to make mm. you feel bad about doing that. But if someone asks you who you feel should win, the answer is me. Say you. <laughs> yeah. What? I will. I promise I'll start saying that. But then at the end of the day, I come out of experiences just like Gran. And I've got friends just like this little Kiwi. And that was from being myself. And that was from not getting yeah. too in my head and focused on winning so much to the extent mm. where I haven't made friends out of the best experience of my life. So I'm oh, glad about it. Yeah. 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 You can back yourself and be fierce and strong 
and still make friends and you know there, mm. there's there is a stereotype of a girl that is too fierce and doesn't want to mm. get to know the competition that there's totally yeah. those girls out there but then there's oh, happy yeah. mediums that back themselves and are strong candidates and be like look i'm here to win because you know i've worked really hard in the run-up to this and i really want it but then also can be super like helpful like one the, my best um example that i have of this is my miss philippines she uh -huh. um roomed with miss netherlands and pretty much every day she did shawnee's hair she you know helped uh -huh. with her walk and makeup and everything like she was so giving to everyone and she was like oh girl do you need help you need help like and it wasn't a fake thing it was just like she was mm. there spending hours curling shawnee yeah and shawnee looked fantastic like and shawnee was like oh my god thank you so much but then when she goes into that interview room she's like i'm here i've arrived mm. i'm ready to be the queen she was literally the perfect happy medium between the two and i say yeah. every girl should aspire to be like parole in that sense um it's difficult yeah, yeah. It's because and I, that's I like our the, winner the of grand as well sorry, oh. But, oh, geez, oh, sorry. Yeah. oh sorry yeah our, no, our winner of grand maria um yeah at the, day, <laughs> at the day of the final she actually taught me how to walk downstairs in heels she's like oh if you walk sideways like this and she was so sweet she was the winner of the entire competition mm. but she was so helpful and like took mm. her time to like teach me how to walk down stairs and heels because I was just 20 years old. I had never had any pageant training, any walk training, anything. And the winner of the competition was so sweet that she took her time to help me. Maria um, was amazing. Yeah. And yeah, she, was, she was. She was a great queen. So I remember Lauren Parkinson telling us a story how mm -hmm. when they were in Myanmar, someone's girl, some, some girl's phone got stolen and mm -hmm. um she made everyone she took the microphone she took control of the situation it wasn't like the directors it wasn't mr noir or Teresa or anyone she took the microphone she's like right everyone stop what you're doing and mm -hmm. everyone hold their phone like empty their pockets she went around and made mm -hmm. every single staff member and girl empty their pockets and then they tracked the phone and the the person escaped in that moment and ran off with the phone because um, they tracked it out, but she made she stopped things and she was like, "Everyone, empty your pockets right now!" And like I that is that. such a queen thing to do. Did she, she get it back? Sat back and been like, "I don't care," but she cared. Guys, mm -hmm. oh, sorry, I've got some sort of. I don't. You probably can hear that. I'm like a leaf blower or something. <laughs> I'm going to go outside and kill someone whilst I murder. <laughs> Um, I just realized that we actually have three grand queens on. It never struck, it, it never sort of dawned on me, but grand, grand, grand. Grand, grand, grand. Three, three grands. Um, now, we have been on for a while, uh, so we'll begin to wrap up. And I, Anna Louisa Martins has a question here. What do you guys feel and think about the new COVID vaccines? Um, rather than going into to that into too much detail, I'm going to show you a TikTok that I saw, um, Anna, and I'll show the girls this as well. And I think this is really important because there's a lot of misinformation being spread by both sides mm -hmm. about the vaccines. And mm -hmm. I get everyone's entitled to make up their own opinion, but science is science, and I would say follow the science. But I'll just play this for you. Let me share your share screen, um, and then we'll move towards a wrap up. Okay. Uh, let me move myself. Everyone. 
we're all waiting in anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> there is no sound. No sound. Can you hear it now? Nope. No. Hear you. We can hear the lawnmower. No, I'm gonna kill somebody. Gonna kill somebody. All right. Um, you know what? I'll sort that out. Whilst I sort that out, let me remove that. I don't know. Maeve, do you know what this software here is? You might be the one person who knows what this is. Um, it's so small on my screen. But no, I don't think I know what it is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, it's called Voice Meter Potato. It's a it's a mixing software that a lot of uh, Twitch users use to to manage their audio, and I don't know how to use at the moment. So whilst I deal with that, <laughs> um, Chloe, you've been doing a very good job of hosting. So can you go around the room and get everyone to wrap up? I'm going to mute myself again. Okay, um, Danielle, would you like to wrap up on your plans for next week? Um, I don't really have a need to be honest. I'm just going to be doing a few more doing a few putting hours in editing and i'm gonna do a lot more running and i set my task um for the galaxy girls i don't know if you remember last week i set a task for team uk oh, um, yeah. i set a task this week and beth completed it within like 10 minutes so i might have to um extend that task um mm -hmm. So I'll be working on that and that's about it really. I think all I've got planned, just, yeah, work. And what about you, Meg? How is your week gonna go this week? Any nice plans? I suck I at being Adrian. <laughs> I have a baseline sonogram on Wednesday to find out how many of my follicles are actively about to produce eggs. And then I start my wow. injections on Friday. So I have to take two injections a day um, for a week. Got to mix them. And I had to watch all these videos and how to mix the, the liquid and everything and inject myself. So I've got to do that what, twice sorry, what's a day. Thing? My egg donation. Oh, you're donating eggs. Amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm in America for. I am. Um, I got matched with oh. a, I actually got matched with a couple in like December last year. Um, and then I had to come off of, cause I'm on a contraceptive pill normally. I had to come mm. off of it for three months in order to um, give your ovaries the best shot at producing a lot of eggs. And oh, then amazing. that put us into about March. So COVID happened, I couldn't travel. Um, and then about a month and a half ago, a small window of opportunity opened up that looked like I'd be able to make it to America to do it. Um, so even though it was like coming up to the elections and all the COVID stuff is happening, um, I this couple has tried for years to have a baby, you know, and, and nothing's happened. And yes, it, it's like a little bit uh, not ideal for me to be in America at the moment, but it's this, mm. it's in the grand scheme of things, it's such a small bit of inconvenience for me. And I get to give someone else this massive miracle, you know? Oh, um, oh. So yeah, I have a baseline, baseline sonogram on Wednesday to see how many um, follicles will be able to produce eggs. And then I take start my injections on Friday. 
Um, and then every couple of days I come in for blood work and then we ramp it up to three injections a day. And then they will give me an injection to stop my ovulation and then they will extract my eggs. So I just got given my final date for that, which is the 8th of December. Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. That <laughs> yeah. is so sweet. I'm kind of nervous though because I've had to have tons of um, I had to have like a psychiatric appointment and a few doctors appointment mm-hmm. basically really prepping you for it's not fun is basically what they've all mm-hmm. said like all the injections and the way you, your side effects and the way your body reacts to them is really not ideal um, but yeah mm-hmm. like I said in the grand scheme of things it will suck for me for a little bit and it will um, they can use my eggs for as many kids as they want effectively so they'll be able to have if let's say they wanted three kids, they could have three full siblings um, from this donation, which oh, would be, amazing. you know, amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, that's amazing. Literally giving a family their dream. Yeah. And like getting to this stage, like you're normally the last resort, you know, like they've tried everything, mm, everything. to have the kids their own way. Um, so, yeah. I'm hoping I have a lot oh of follicles. Like, an, I'm like hyper fertile. Like, I have an inhuman <laughs> amount of follicles. They um, hope for you to have about 20 in total, so like 10 in each ovary. And mm-hmm. I have 20, um, t- like upwards of 20 in each ovary. So I've got a, a more than 40, which will be really good oh, wow. for them, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Mm. So sweet. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, I, I think I've sorted it out. Uh, let me do Can you guys hear this? You've probably heard yeah. from everyone. Yeah. Can you hear mm-hmm. that? Is that the vaccine video? Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch about the COVID vaccines. So uh-huh. have a look and make up your mind. If you're worried the vaccines have been rushed, this video is for you. You've probably heard from everyone that vaccines take five to 10 years to make and that's why we should be worried because this has been rushed. Let me tell you the truth. In clinical trials, most of the time is spent doing nothing. Most of the time in clinical trials, they have to apply for funding, then they have to wait. They might have to apply for different funding or resubmit their request, then submitting requests for ethical approval, then resubmitting it and then waiting. There's a lot of waiting. Then obviously recruiting patients, which can take ages. Reason why it takes so long to produce a vaccine in normal times is because of all the waiting and the logistics. But COVID has shown if you bring together some really smart people, pump in unlimited money and have super keen volunteers, we can do some amazing things like create a vaccine in under a year. Safety has never been compromised. The world has been watching. The press reported every adverse event. So yeah, there you have it. That's why it's happening super quick time. That makes just so want much sense. Because there's a lot of conspiracy theorists. And the thing with conspiracy theories is that the theorists is that even when you show them objective evidence that they're wrong, their beliefs mm-hmm. actually get stronger. So I know people are going to say it's rushed and so they've got corners, so it's going to be safe. And and no. Um, and also people who don't want to have the vaccine, which fair enough, but mm-hmm. it's not just about you. Like if you yeah. don't get it and you're infected and you're then asymptomatic and you don't know and you give it to an old person who then dies, mm-hmm. it's not just about you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I really, really aggravates me with the anti-vaxxers. They don't realise it's not just about them. And this whole idea that they're going to microchip you so they can keep an eye on you. Sorry, sir, you're not that interesting enough yeah. for people mm. to actually spy on you. Your life is really boring. So, I think my, my biggest beef with people who say it's a microchip and they're going to track you, like, what do you think your phone is doing? Like, your phone, yeah, yes. it's got all your information, it's got your face, 
if they wanted your to track you, details, they could do it where, like in where a split you spend second. Yeah, literally. You've already got moment, a tracking device. Your moment yeah. you were born, you are under control. Like there's yeah, everyone is accounted for. You have a birth certificate, so you have a piece of paper. You have a piece of legal document every time someone I mean, is born. That's Miss Earth Island. So I'll be interviewing oh, like in, in about 23 hours time. Sorry, Danielle, but you, look, you, you guys are absolutely mm. right. And the fact that you pointed out that you're tracked through a phone, I mean, you're putting up the social media where it's tagged, you've tagged where you are and you're worried that you've been tra tracked somehow by a mic. Yes. <laughs> like the people that are the same people that go, oh, it's a microchip. It's like, honey, you're the one that's tagging yourself in Starbucks, babes. We know where you are. Yeah. We know where you are. <laughs> But honestly, most most of these people who are complaining, their lives are so boring. No one's going to care where yeah. they are anyway. Yeah. Just, so that's it's not as if they're going to single-handedly take down the government. Like it's just not yeah. going to happen. Like this person just sitting in their bedroom on their laptop, it's not going to happen. They don't care about you, Doris. They don't care. Um, the social <laughs> dilemma. You know that movie, the one mm. movie documentary that came out. Yes, um, I, I can't that. remember the exact number, but it was something like fake news spreads like three times faster than real news. And I think that's one of the worst things. Like fake news is always going to exist, you know, conspiracy theorists and stuff. People are always going to believe what they want to believe, but they are so vocal and so loud and so complex. Now I find conspiracy theories are a lot more thought out, like thought out incorrectly, but mm -hmm. thought out yeah. and really robust. And when they're the people that are putting out all of this information, they're like mm -hmm. capturing in, they've spun such a big web that they're capturing in more and more people who are like, oh, I'm not conspiracy theorist, but I did see this and I'm just asking questions. And mm. yeah, I think it's the- Trying to join everything spread. together, like stuff that's not even yeah. related. And yeah. Yeah. I see a lot of that. Yeah, it's all about selective facts. You pick the ones that support your story and you ignore yeah, all the you ones. Yeah. Pick them. Mm. yeah. I've seen um, a lot of, um, you know, when people, when you go through people's profiles and then they've mm. been on like a rant about something, they've shared an article, see that this backs my idea up. And then it goes, yeah. these have been fact checked and it's not true. <laughs> oh, like, I oh. love seeing that I fact like checked mostly false. And you're like, oh, you might want to yeah. take that down, babe. It's looking pretty bad. <laughs> Hey, anyone, can we have a look at Donald Trump's Twitter feed? His Twitter feed is so I love good. it. I love Donald it. Every single post. No, yeah, it was that thing that you shared, Meg, about him having that meeting, and I, I cried oh. a lot. I don't think I've ever <laughs> laughed so much. Total landscaping <laughs> was the biggest mess I'm up. getting it. I'm getting a t-shirt. There's a t-shirt called uh, Four Seasons. <laughs> and I'm going to get that t-shirt. Honestly, hilarious. It, 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 look, it literally so looked like a, it looked like a dump. It literally looked like it we had was. a meeting in a dump. I just, there were so many parts of it. Like, who got Four Seasons Total Landscaping took the phone call and was like, an event? I mean, we, we do like garden landscaping, but I guess we can put together an event. Don't, don't forget and to mention like, what it was next the, to, Meg. Yeah. That what, sorry? Oh, don't it was next to, to was an, next adult, to. Uh, <laughs> an adult store and across the road 
from a crematorium. But then I think my favorite part is that the Trump administration doubled down and was like, we 100% wanted to do this. This was the plan. We love Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Every good American goes here for their needs. And it was like, really? You want to roll with that this was intentional? You think if people are believing that this was the intent? It was, it was the part where the Four Seasons Hotel tweeted being like, just to confirm, oh, yeah. this is nothing to do with us. <laughs> Yeah, Donald Trump, a hotelier his whole life, couldn't even book a hotel for his press conference. And then Biden got announced as president-elect like midway through and all the reporters who are in this middle of nowhere landscaping store are like running out being like, I can't believe I wasted my time. It was good. It was funny. It was just the cherry on top, I think. It's it's a worry. Um, I've just got um, Mr. Trump's uh, Twitter feed up in front of me now um sh- shall we we'll, we'll finish on this sorry to get political guys but if you have a look at claim is disputed claim is disputed yeah um yeah it's a, the funniest thing to me was when he was tweeting i think either just before or just after the election and he put out three or four tweets you know the ones where he does it in all caps like he's all shouting. Caps, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and they were all um, they were all checked, and then at one tweet he just goes, "What's going on?" in all caps because he doesn't, doesn't understand what's going on. Like, why are all his tweets being deleted yeah. or labeled? And he's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, oh, you poor man. Anyway, bless okay. him. Okay, yeah, we're going to miss the hang. Uh, go to a period of normalcy. I, I'm not going to lie. I loved his dance moves, though. They were so funny. <laughs> oh, when he, like, shimmies down. Like the... Yeah, I love that. It literally makes me smile. Whatever your opinions on the man, like, that is a hilarious <laughs> dance move. His favorite dance move. I think the best one was, I don't know if it's appropriate to even show you his dance moves, but he does this a lot. This. Yeah. And it doesn't look as good as I think he thinks it looks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't go there. I, Chloe showed me that one. That's going to be an image of forever. Okay, we'll have. Um, you can't unsee it. You can't no. unsee it. Right. Donald, um, Mr. Trump's song, play us out. Oh, yeah. All right, well, um, Chloe, do you want to thank everyone for their time and play us out? Um, thank you, everyone, for your time and chitting into the Pageant Project, P- Pageant and PJ's podcast. <laughs> YMCA. Y-M-C-A. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, wait, this way? Okay, which way is it? It's because we're mirrored. Y-M. Yeah. Go to your left. This way. We'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to head up to pageantlaunch.com to join the launch team for our pageant review site. All you have to do is enter your email address. It's completely free. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your friends and follow us on all our socials. Thanks and see you next time.